Welcome to Women of Marvel. I'm writer Preeti Chipper. And I'm editor Ellie Pyle. Hold up. It's not Wednesday. What are we doing in your podcast feed? Well, we're doing this three-episode arc about the three Marvels this month, Carol, Monica, and Kamala. And we all know that Marvel Studios' The Marvels is out in theaters now. It sure is. So we thought we'd share some conversations with some of the people behind the movie, talking about those three characters, their relationships with each other, and how they were brought to the screen in this film. Friend of the podcast and Marvel.com editor Rachel Page got to talk to the movie's director, producer, and composer. First up, we have her conversation with director Nia DaCosta. What does this movie have to say about female friendship and mentorship? Oh man, um, I think a lot. I think it's so... Part of what I wanted to express is like, you know, you have the central character, Captain Marvel, who feels like the universe is on her shoulders and... She kind of, at the beginning of this film, I think has forgotten a bit of what she's doing it for. And I think friendship and community and family really reminds you why you're out there fighting the good fight in the first place. Whether it's having a really stressful job and you wanting to do really well for your family or whatever, I think it's so important to have that sisterhood and that community to get through. We have to talk about Iman Vellani, of course, who is the biggest Marvel fan both in and out of the movie. I've talked to them as Marvel cast before, and they all kind of said that she would come at them with, like, questions and yeah. thoughts about the MCU. Did she come at you with anything, or was she, like, trying to stump you with things? She never tried to stump me. She would ask me questions about, like, what the hell anything was <laughs> we were doing and what it would lead to. And I was like, girl, ask Kevin. But I think once you get Kevin Feige's number, that's his burden. That's his... <laughs> It's cross to bear. So he, get, he gets most of it. She knows that I just got here, too, and I'm also, like, harassing Kevin via text, being like, was that an Easter egg that I saw in the trailer? It wasn't. But <laughs> What are you most excited for fans to see in the movie? I mean, the flirting scene's pretty good. Our first big fight-switching scene. Some of these... I oh got everything. I, I'm really, like, proud of the work that they did. So, yeah, I think just, like, all the fun, kooky things we were able to put in there. It was really great to work with the three of them. They're amazing. They really care about these characters. They really were invested in their journeys in this film. And so it was really great to figure it out with them and, and to do justice to their characters and to push them forward. So um, working with them was really, really inspiring. Next up, we'll hear Rachel's conversation with producer Mary Levanos. What does this movie have to say about female friendship and mentorship? Oh, man. The idea of the Marvels is really that together we're more than the sum of our parts. And what's so great is that we also communicate that no one person should shoulder the weight of the entire universe alone. It's really with the support of other women in our lives, of other team members in our lives that we're able to do the impossible. And that's what we see happen in the Marvels. Could you talk about how all three of the characters very much like come together and form a team reluctantly and just some of the challenges they have to face along the way? Well, each of these three characters are coming from such vastly different spaces. What's great about it is the fact that it's an unexpected team up and it's the mechanism of entanglement that allows us to bring these characters together in a story that otherwise could never have happened in anyone's wildest imaginations. And when they're paired together, you know, we, we really get to understand Carol Danvers behind the moniker of Captain Marvel. We come to understand Monica and her trauma and her process of healing and get to see her become a fully-fledged superhero, which is absolutely incredible. And Miss Marvel is the kind of character who has always dreamed of teaming up with the likes of Captain Marvel 
her ultimate hero, and now she actually gets to do it, and it makes for some serious wish fulfillment. And there's very much an undertone of family and also found family. Can you talk about how all three of them do kind of come together as a family while also, like, paying homage to the families they already have, too? Well, it was really great to unite all these characters. Carol is, in fact, Monica's de facto aunt. She calls her Aunt Carol. They were so close when they were younger, and it's so lovely to explore themes surrounding reconnection in this film because sometimes life throws estrangements your way and you need to reconnect with people who once meant so much to you. So that's truly lovely. And, of course, Miss Marvel helps Carol so much by reminding her of the hero that she is again, behind the moniker of Captain Marvel. And as Nia always envisioned, they feel like three sisters. Carol feels like the oldest, the enthusiastic youngest, and Monica is sort of the mediating middle sister. Could you talk about Maria and Monica, just their family, and how Maria does actually play a very important part in the movie for Monica's progression? Well, of course, Monica is still grieving the loss of her mother, um, which we learned about in the events of WandaVision. And Maria herself was a hero. She was Carol's wingwoman. She was an accomplished Air Force pilot and founder of S.W.O.R.D. all her own. And so Monica, in ways, has always been living up to the idea of her mother. And, you know, to Carol, that was her her main connection back on Earth. And to be confronted and reunited with Monica really brings up a lot of emotion back for Carol. So, of course, Maria is a huge part of this uh, story in that sense, too. Yeah. And now I know Iman Vellani is like the biggest Marvel fan, both in world and out of world in the MCU. And I talked to this Marvel cast and like they said she would come out them with questions to try and stop them. Was she doing that to you at any point? Like, was she coming at you with Marvel knowledge she like either needed to know or was trying to stump you with? Iman <laughs> uh, is indeed the biggest Marvel fan on the face of the earth. She has every fact and figure of the MCU and Marvel Comics at her fingertips and would frequently school us on such trivia. I mean, she has an entire notebook that she'll carry around with her where she'll keep her questions and queries. She'll often ask Kevin Feige or when Sam came to set and they met for the first time, she whipped out the notebook and had uh, plenty of questions. She's absolutely incredible and like the most perfect Miss Marvel and just wrote Miss Marvel for Marvel Comics. What are you most excited for Marvel fans to see in the Marvels? Oh, I'm just most excited for fans to experience this wonderful story, which we've been living with uh, in one way or another for the past several years. You know, I feel like we as the filmmakers, at least I, have taken for granted over the development and creation of this movie that, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't have many movies like this to watch. I think I would have loved to have seen a film of this sort. And it's just an all-around blast with real women, and it's a really good time. Thank you so much. And finally, here's Rachel's conversation with composer Laura Cartman. Can you talk a little about the musical motifs for each of the three Marvels? How did you come up with them, and what did you want to communicate for each of them? Well, the most important thing to know is that they are a team. Right. So even though they have musical profiles from other points in the MCU, here they come into this project as a team. So the idea was to create a unifying theme that really explodes that concept. Like what happens when the three of them come together? What happens 
before they come together, what happens when things don't work, and then what happens when things work. So if you listen to the title sequence, you hear all of those things. You hear the sort of the rich loneliness of Carol in the beginning of the film. You hear the theme come in in broken pieces, like, well, there it is, but it's not quite together, right? And then the motor starts, the strings start. So you start to feel the energy of them coalescing, working together, and what it takes to literally make something that will save the world. What was it like merging all three of them together as one cohesive score through the movie? It was challenging in the sense that there are a lot of emotional arcs. So I think the theme had to be able to explore all of those emotional arcs and do them all really well, and I think it did. But there are other themes in there as well. There are themes for all the various planets. There's a requiem theme for destruction, for when things don't go so well. And there's a chosen family theme, which is basically kind of Monica, Maria, and Carol, and then Kamala comes into that as well. What does the movie have to say about female friendship and mentorship? I think the movie has everything to say about female friendship and mentorship, and I think it has even more to say about what happens when we join forces. Like, being alone and trying to work out stuff by ourselves doesn't work as well as when we talk to each other, we communicate, we figure out what we're doing, we figure out how to work together. And that philosophy permeated every aspect of the film. You see it on camera, you see it embedded in the story, in this particular film, you see it behind the scenes, you see it in every department of the film, you see it in music, you see it in visual effects, sound, every department had a female head. So you have this incredible swell of female energy and excellence, which is what I think the greatest part was. It's like, we all did a good job, you know? And we made something really good together. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this film, higher, further, faster together, you know? Now, one last little treat before you go. This is a soundbite of director Nia DaCosta again at the movie's recent premiere in Las Vegas. You know, I think with Kamala, we use so much of her, like what was established in the show, because like we got a whole show with her, we see her get her powers, we see her family, her community, what she cares about. And then with Carol, it was about showing more than we've seen before. It was about, you know, what is her life now that she has her memory? What is her life now that she literally is the only thing, or she thinks she is the only thing between the universe and destruction? And then with Monica, it was about, she finally got her powers. Who is she now? What's that like for her? What does she feel about it? How can we show her powers developing? So I was excited to tell all those stories. One of my favorite things about directing is working with actors, and these three are not only amazing actors, but they're amazing people, so it actually just makes my job so much easier when I can walk on the set. Everyone's not only going to do an amazing job, but also care about the crew, care about each other, and, and you know make this experience really joyful. I hope you enjoy the film. All right, that's it for today. If you haven't already, go see Marvel Studios, The Marvels in theaters out now. It is so much fun. And we will see you back here for our next episode on Wednesday. It is the third of The Marvels and my favorite, Kamala Khan. 